Hello, hello, hello. What up? Welcome to the Blogs Strikes Back. So we have a dystopian movie to discuss that came out in 2012, actually. So about a dozen years ago at this point. Directed by Pete Travis, screenplay by Alex Garland, which I don't know if you know this. Do you know uh, what else Alex Garland has done? Um, the two things that can really come to mind, I think, are one, 28 Days Later, I yes. think, and then the new Civil War movie from uh, A24. Yep. Two is his. And another movie that he's done that came out in 2007 that I really, really liked. I don't know if you've ever seen it. It's a sci-fi movie called Sunshine. Has a pretty pretty stacked cast. Wait, is that the one where they they go to the sun? Yeah, because the sun's dying. That movie was freaky. Yeah, it was a little trippy, right? Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. a really good movie, though. Yeah, love that movie. I forgot about that. My older brother, uh, I'm not gonna say nagged, but constantly told me to watch that movie for like a like. A week or so, and then I finally watched it. And I was like, "Holy!" Like Benedict Wands in it, Chris Evans. I forgot Killian Chris Murphy. Evans was in it. Yeah, Killian like, Murphy. Yeah, it was a pretty, pretty good cast. And then on top of that, it was just the whole concept was was really cool. Yeah, they were gonna shoot a missile into the earth or into the sun to reignite it. Yeah, because <clears throat> there was like a ice age on Earth, I think, right? Something like that. Um, I forget what was happening on Earth, but I know the sun was dying out. They already had sent. A, you know, they had already designed this sort of spacecraft that had like this, you know, giant heat shield. Yeah, it was like just a bunch of mirrors. And then that, like the first one they sent, I think that died out. And then so, so there was like a second one that they sent out. And then obviously, like, you know, things get interesting. I would, I would, I would be done to. I would too. Yeah. Talk, talk about that. Yeah, that'd be a good movie that. to talk about. Anyways, but movie. getting back to this movie, none other than Dread. Not Judge Dredd was sil- was sliced alone from nineteen eighty 1980, or nineteen eighty five. Wow, nineteen ninety five. Wow. But the one with Carl Urban, Olivia Thirlby, Wood Harris, and Lena Hetty. Yeah. Um, this is your first time watching the movie. Yeah, first time. I remember, awesome. Yeah, I watched it in theaters. I remember going to see, uh, to see it in theaters. And I hadn't watched it in probably, oof, it's been probably a good six or seven years since I've actually watched it. Oh, wow. So, because some things I didn't remember that happened uh, in the movie, like dread throat pu- punching this, oh. the, uh, the other uh, judge, I forget which one it was, Chan, I think it was, and just shattering his entire throat. Oh, it was, I was like imprinted in yeah. the butt of his gun he's like choke on that which this movie had some decent like almost like ni- 1980 one-liners. esque one-liners yeah. there were a lot of those actually you know and and I get like the they were trying to play on the the 95 version of, of Judge Dredd like if you noticed even Carl Urban's like facial I should say mouth origin or like not origin um mouth uh mannerisms he does like this thing with his mouth is like it's like stallone it's like yeah it's yeah. it's trying to be stallone-ish and the the one of the biggest differences is that he never takes his helmet off in this movie whereas cool. whereas in the the first judge dread movie he takes his helmet off quite a bit and i it's probably because it's like hey look i'm sliced stallone yeah you know Look at me, blah, 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 blah. Definitely. But I, I like that he just kept his helmet on. Because I remember thinking it reminded me of the Master Chief because Master Chief from Halo never takes his helmet off. Unlike the stupid show that's on Paramount where he takes his helmet off all the freaking time. And it's like, you guys have no idea what lore is all about and canon and all that kind of crap. So I didn't even know they were still making that show. So I got canceled. Yeah. I, that's crazy. They, they came out with the season two and I can't wait to see how bad it tanks. Yeah, well, you know, <clears throat> anyway, so the movie is rather short, but 
like we were saying right after it finished, it's it's a good length. It's 95 minutes long. It's just over an hour and a half. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it dives, it just gets right to it. Yeah. You hear the narration of Carl, we- uh, Carl Weathers. Jesus. Carl Weathers, man. That's like the, th- that's the second or third time. I don't time know why, man. It, it's just still fresh. RIP, by the way. Yeah. RIP. So you get Carl Urban. He's giving a narr- narration of the setting, right? It's dystopian creature. The entire yeah, it's like mega towers, mega city one, mega city one. What do you say? It's stretched from Boston DC. to yeah, Boston DC to, to Boston, DC. yeah. And like, there's all these concrete towers that are like 200 feet tall, 200 stories. Sorry, yeah, 200 stories tall. So that's 2,000 feet. So it's huge. So definitely a pretty, you know short intro just to get straight to the point you know there's jurors there's executioners and then there are judges and you learn very quick into the movie that (laughs) you know they carry out the law and they have like a you know a center uh or sector as they i think they called it right so whenever they're reporting back to sector there's and you know, and you can see like the main hub. There 110 are, floors. And oh, in the World Trade Center. Yeah, so they were in double the towers. Yeah, so almost almost double that. Anyway, continue. Yeesh. Crazy. That's crazy. That's a tall ass building. That's a huge building too. Especially if it, how many people did it say it housed? Um, or the only thing I remember it saying was 863 million. That's the entire in the entire city of in that city. Not the block. Yeah, not the block, but the entire city, which is interesting because right now, I think in the United States, there are like 330 million people. Yeah. So it's far doubled that, but in a much more confined space, right? So the only thing they had left to do is just to build up. Build up. So... And as like you know, there's like that zoom zoomed out like pan view where you can see them like all oh, over oh, the place. Yeah, they're everywhere. The place is huge. Yeah, and yet they still managed to weigh. I always wondered, like obviously it's it's you know all fiction, but to try and put that into like some sort of reality that they have like blast doors, you know, around the entire all the windows, even the roof yeah. gets shut, right? That poor dude on the on the side of the oh yeah, <laughs> hey man, Dred, Judge uh, Dread told him to move. He didn't move. Then he got yep. squashed by the blast door, literally squashed. But you think about how how they made it. It's just always kind of one of those interesting things out of my mind. Always goes to how do they make that? Yeah, because that's a lot of manpower. That's yeah, all, for each just one. Yeah, it's and, huge. And then they got to do it just for the entire span of. You know, covering various states. Yeah, pretty much. So, <clears throat> but you know, hey, listen, that's a that's what you get for a post-apocalyptic setting. Mm-hmm. But a wasteland, as they call it, I believe. So, just all sand. Um, but the interesting thing is that there are narcotics being sold. There's a there's a crime. Dread reports to it. And peach tree, and pe- yeah, in the peach tree building, block, building, yeah, C- mini tower, city, tower thing. block, yeah, tower city. But we, yeah, so three people get skinned alive, dude. Yeah, skinned alive, and then they give them, they give them all a hit of that drug, slow mo. Yep, which slows or feels like it's slowing. Everything down. Time down by like 99%, I think is what he said. One, yeah. Like 1% of the actual speed. Um, so they skin them alive and then th- throw them off the balcony of this 200-story building and they just fall. Yeah, they're um, <clears throat> splattered. Oh, my God. Literally splattered. Yeah. This is a rated R movie, by the way. There is blood yeah, everywhere. There, there are blood. There's blood. There are... Uh, a decent amount of killings and so forth. So if you're a little squeamish, uh, this movie might not be for you, but no, it would not. But other than that, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, so. no, I mean, it's got good action in it and 
again, it's not a super complex plot, but at the same time, it's not really what this movie's trying to be. It's basically like there's a judge. Judgment is coming. There are clans involved because they're you know one of the clans is basically creating the slow mo drug to the entire population. Yeah, the entire city. Yeah. So once Dredd learns about that from his rookie sidekick Anderson, who's also a psychic. A mutant, get it right. A mutant, yeah. This is no relation to the Marvel X Men. Lack of mutants. Um, <laughs> yeah, what are those? Either. I only know. I only know of mutants. Oh, it's, from... it's, it's Kamala Khan. Who? Oh, oh, oh Miss Marvel. Oh, the Inhuman. Yeah. Yes. The, well, the mutant in Marvel terms. Mm, I never watched that, so I'm not. I can't. I said that word. It's canon. The only 97 theme song I remember is when I was about 10 years old watching it on Saturday morning cartoons. And so it makes come back this sometime this year. Yeah. Year? Yeah. So we'll see. But anyway, she's a mutant and she can read minds and like see through walls kind of. Yeah. She just has like this, you know, and I almost call it like this obviously like telepathy where she can feel the thoughts of others around her, regardless of what's between her and them. Yep. You know, but you know, it's interesting when she first analyzes, uh, dread, you say, I, I sense anger, but control, but there's something behind this control. It's, and then you never find out. Yeah. You know how they could, Explain that second one, the sequel, but we'll get that. We'll get to that later uh, at the end of this episode here. But moving on into the fun parts of this movie, it was good. The the action parts obviously were, were very interesting. I mean, when he's, or I should say when they're both, you know, going up the state, like up the floors and they're having to clear rooms out. You know, and there, there's a point where there's a guy that's alive after they all got flash banged. And yep. Dred's like, what are you waiting for, rookie? And she has the gun to this guy's face. And very hesitant. To pull yeah. The I mean, and, and again, you, you don't blame her because it's like what, what rookie is ready to do that? You know, because it's like right before they go in, she he's like, are you ready? She's like. I am. And he's like, you don't look ready. Yep. <laughs> Which she I, wasn't. No, well, kind of. She was, but not really. Yeah, it was the adrenaline. <clears throat> Understandable. But she pulls the trigger, pops him twice, and then we find out later on that in a hallway, they hide. And my, while they're carrying this prisoner who was responsible for the the skinning deaths. Yep. Who's 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 with the mama clan that Lena Hetty is the head of. Yep. And Mama. Mama. <laughs> and so they go into this this home or this apartment or whatever, and Anderson finds out that it's her husband that yeah. is that she, that's that's who she killed. Right before that though, she did use her psychic abilities to call upon Kathy who was the woman just <clears throat> yeah, that was sitting the in the apartment. Band. It was just like, Kathy, open the door. Who is it? Kathy, open up. She opened the door. Bam. Shut up. Don't make a sound. But she's got a baby in the, in the other room, and she's like, listen, I, just get off my floor. You know? And then re- kind of helps him out of there almost. Yeah, and, and, and again, like, there's this, like, it's almost like, a, like another one-liner where she's like, I, I, I don't want to ever see you again. And Anderson says, you won't. <laughs> it's like... Yeah, she ain't lying. And by the way, not, you won't see your husband either, who's a who's a gang who's member, dead. who's dead because I shot him <laughs> twice. <laughs> and you know, there was a moment there where it seemed like she was gonna. Hey, by the way, I I shot your husband. Yeah, like I, I almost. It's what it seemed like she was gonna say, and it's like don't don't do that. Yeah, it's like you think she looks at the picture, and and she could have just turned around and said your husband won't be returning your, or like something along those lines, like your husband won't be coming back either. 
<laughs> Why? Yeah. Sorry, I gotta go. Service elevator. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Yeah, and then so they obviously find their way up to like the seventy sixth floor. They you know, encounter some some difficulties because the techie guy um played by Domahill I can't forget I forget uh, General Hawks. Who? General Hawks. Who is that? Oh, he was a, a general for the First Order under the reign of um, Supreme Leader Snoke, and then later Supreme Leader uh, Ren, Kylo Ren. Uh, but then I believe he died. Oh, yes, he did. He he died in Episode Nine, as he was a spy for the Rebellion and got made. I don't know any of those movies you're referring to, so I'm just going to pretend like they don't exist. <laughs> so, you know, uh, I think he was in a couple other movies, but anyway, yeah, obviously a, a younger version of him. And the cool thing about his character, I mean, it sucks because he was tortured by by Mama, but she dug his oh, eyes out. yeah, and ripped his eyes out and replaced them with, like, cybernetic camera eyes, maybe? Yeah, it was probably just so, like, he could literally stare at this giant TV screen and monitor everything all the time. Your eyes belong but you're to like, me. But if you know, did you notice like, and I kind of, I kind of appreciated it watching it, it again, where his eyelids were just all like red. Yeah. I'm just probably just staying open the entire time. Like there's nothing that's lubricating them. Yep. You know, like our eyes naturally do. So I don't know if he has to put like some sort of special eye drops in his eyes. Well, also, you know? it looks like he doesn't leave that little computer ever. Compound, little, you know. Yeah, because he kind of looked very frail and and obviously super pale too. But he's a little guy. Yeah, kind of. I kind of felt bad for him out of everyone in that movie because it's like, it's like. So why Anderson let him go? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of funny too when he's like, "You want to explain yourself, rookie." Because letting it go of purpose is a, is a crime. Yep. Hey man, he, like you said, Dread never stops judging, man. Dude, that's <laughs> all he's doing, man. Just but he was judging. also. But I. But I was. I think he was purely assessing. Assessing and judging. What's yes. the difference? I think it's just a point of view. Well, he didn't carry out any any assessment. Uh, well, yeah, man. I'm sure there is a difference. So I'm not going to go. Is ask there a director's the, cut of this movie? Uh, not that I'm aware of. Because you could have given it another 45 minutes. That's too much. You, you could no, have given I, it another 30. Yeah. I, the only reason I would say if you were to add more length to this film, it would the be end. to learn. What happens? Yeah. The end. And I would like to have seen a little bit more about Dread. Yeah. Like what's what's behind the control? You know, yeah. Because it's like he obviously could seem like a loose cannon. But there's something that is keeping the flint from ever being lit. Yeah. You know, so it's sort of like he has something inside him that is more or less keeping him at bay and not letting him just go on this like, you know, berserker rage. Yeah. And just going like total rogue sort of. But listen, the other cool thing about Dread is other judges fear him fear him and and just they know of him and then it's you know once mama's like what are we gonna do or someone says what are we gonna do mama and she's like call 911 and then four other judges come up to the two judges that were trying to get inside but they couldn't so they're just kind of sitting there and you know next thing you know you're relieved yeah you're relieved and they go up to top up up to the top floor they see mama mama says you know carry out these orders, blah, blah, blah. And, and Lex, I think was the main judge that said 1 million. That's the price. And she says, she like hesitated at first. And, and then he says, do you know who this judge is? And she says, no. And he's like, exactly. I do. I, I do. 1 yeah. million. <laughs> One million. She's like, oh, shit. All right. She's like, fine. Yeah. Cause he's literally just taking out, a bunch of your your little gangsters. What did what did the computer nerd say? Like he's taking out thirty, he's taking out thirty of our men, 
Or he's taking out 30 men without taking any damage already. Yeah, they haven't taken a scratch. Yep. And then he takes out even more by the point that the other judges get there. Oh, God, dude. And then one of the craziest parts that we kind of just mentioned not too long ago where Judge Chan meets Judge Dredd. They're kind of like, you know, facing each other behind behind walls. And Dredd says, you know, identify yourself. He's like, Chan, Sector 9. He goes, Dredd, Sector 13. And they kind of, you know, lower their weapons. And Chan screws up because he, he mentions the 1024. He's like, hmm. You forgot to mention. It's a, he, I forgot what he said exactly, but it was like something like. It's like you, you didn't. You mentioned two. There were two ten, of us, but you didn't mention which one. Yeah. And that's when he knew. He's like, oh, sh- uh, and then obviously, like, it's, it's they're, they're fighting. And judges, uh, or I think it was Judge Chan that had Dread up against the wall. And, and he's like, choke on it, uh, Dread. Yep. And Dredd shoots him in the foot, hits him a couple times up against the rail, and then, again, with the butt of his gun, just... Just completely dents his neck. Yeah. And chokes on his own neck. He's like, choke on that, choke on that, yeah. And then runs off. Judge Dredd is Batman. <laughs> if Batman killed yeah. and had guns. Yeah. You know, that's just exactly... Wait, so Carl Urban for uh, Batman? No, you know what? I, I kept looking and every time they showed it. his face. And I was like, he doesn't have the chin. Batman needs a chin, no, dude. Yeah. You know? I agree. Like Ben Affleck. Or Alan Richson. I can see him as Batman, as a Bruce Wayne. That would be cool. He's huge. He 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 would be the most jacked Batman. Ben Affleck character. would be second. Yeah, but I mean, that's no, what I'm saying. No. Like, he could be like a good solid follow-up. But that, that, yeah, that would be a really good Batman. Yeah. Uh, you know, I know a lot of people were, had said before, you know, after Hugh Jackman had hung up the claws uh, until now with Deadpool 3, but... That Alan Richardson would be Wolverine? No, 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 no. That Carl Urban. Oh. Was, I don't know if you were listening to this movie you know, with Dread, the way he sounds. Very Logan-esque. Yeah. You can see it. Like, gravelly. He's obviously got... He, he, he can pull off an attitude, you know... And then kind of be tame when he needs to. Well, good thing is we don't have to worry about a different uh, Wolverine until after Secret Wars, so we're good. Yeah, I know that comes out like the year like twenty thirty at this point. <sighs> yeah, I don't know what they're doing, man. I, I we do need an update about Kang. I'm getting worried. Man, I'm just I'm not even getting into it. <laughs> Anyways, Carl Urban is basically Batman. Um, and then after indenting this guy's neck, he then scurries off into the night. Yeah, vanishes. Yeah. And so that's one dread down. There's a few others he has to take care of. He he easily disposed of one of them. And then we see the female dread or sorry, female judge that goes off and tries to find Anderson. Anderson yep. And she's got, you know, uh, like an MP5 or something like that in her in her arms. And I forget. I don't know what, what her name was. But the other judge says, like, you know, lower, lower it, you know, I'm your backup. I'm your, yeah. And she just uses her psychic powers and it's like, no, you're not. And then shoots her yeah. dead, dead idiot. Judge idiot. That's, that's her name. <laughs> judge is. dead. Judge dead. Hey, but <laughs> uh, Anderson, Anderson, Anderson would make a killer judge, man. This is why we need a sequel. Yeah. You know, I'm going to hold off on the complaints here and momentarily, <laughs> But Lex, Judge Judge Lex and Judge Dredd are the final two. Kind of have a little bit of a showdown, and Dredd is hiding behind a concrete wall. But Lex says, "Switch to armor piercing," and then shoots through a wall. And honestly, he doesn't. Dredd just kind of. Dredd took that bullet through like the right side of his of his body of his belly, like it was nothing. I mean, obviously he was bleeding and he slid down because he's like, this sucks. But I like that little speech where Lex is like, wait, it's like, wait, Judge Dredd finds himself at the other end of, of the gun. And his and word says, is wait. Yeah. He's like, you're weak. And then he's like, wait. 
and then you just hear <laughs> and Lex is dead. Wait for her to shoot you. <laughs> you know what it also reminded me of? Some of these lines that come after the deaths of what? enemies. It reminded me a little bit of like John Wick. You know what? I was thinking like, man, John Wick would, well, he would have cleared this building in about a minute. Yeah, pretty much. You know, he would have but, rushed to the top. Yeah. Like, you know, the other thing is the the prisoner that they were carrying up, he would have disposed of him at the beginning. Dude, there, I'm sorry, but there is your John Wick <laughs> next, next movie, dude. You just have him, someone's at the top of the Burj Khalifa in freaking Saudi Arabia. He has to fight his way up to the top. <laughs> dude, that's, a, that's easily an hour, 45 minute movie. Yeah. You could push it to two. I'm sure they would push it to two. You know? Yeah. And, two and a half. Dude, that would be... Then. And then right when he gets to the top floor, it's sun sunrise. Oh, yeah. it's beautiful. Hire me, people. He just has a glass of like whiskey or whatever. Yeah. And then he goes... And, and then he says one of his three lines and he goes, now I'm going to kill you. Classic Keanu Reeves. God, dude, you can't... No, I, I feel like instead of... He would he would be sitting on a, a up top of the very whatever the most top built floor is where he can sit down safely, I guess he would sit down and be like, I'm done. And then we would cut to credits and cut to credits. And, be, right. and there's no, no more John and there's Wick. No, and there's no sequel. There's no sequel for Keanu Reeves as John Wick. He's done. And it, let it, let it, let, let the man have his peace. But yeah, and this was spinoffs, you know, this was very that. reminiscent of what John Wick would do. Just a little bit, yeah. Run through it a little bit, yeah. You know, there's some pretty cool weaponry <laughs> with the with the judges. With yeah, the, it's with like they can they can switch between automatic, semi-automatic, um, silence, silence, stun. Yep. Incendiary, incendiary, incendiary. Like <laughs> yeah, um, he <laughs> fire when he in the very in the very beginning when he shoots the. Hot shot round into the guy's oh, mouth. Oh, yeah. And a grenade launcher, if I didn't say that already. Yes. Yeah, he didn't, but yes, that too. Yeah, and it was funny when the kids run up on him and they pull the guns on him. He's like, why? Oh, oh yeah. They're like, freeze. <laughs> He's like, why? What if I don't freeze? It's like, is the safety on? They like take the time to look at it. I'm like, idiot kids. And then obviously, we know that dread is not a monster because he switches to stun and stuns them both. Yep. And which is interesting because you'd think that pulling a gun on, on a, on a judge would result in some sort of crime. But, yeah, but they're kids, but they're exactly. So even them, like you like, that's what I'm, that's what I was kind of saying. Like, what is this? Is he just abiding by the law? Cause he says like, I am the law, which is a line from the first movie. Uh, or the, original judge dread with with sly mm. and he he kind of says it more accentuated like over the top he's like i am the law well yeah it was but, a ni- it's stallone and yeah. it's a 90s action movie yeah but i like the way carl urban said it because he's like i am the law again a very batman-esque yep told you you know mm-hmm. and that's when the prisoner escapes with Anderson and they go up the elevator and to the top, but she didn't get tortured and raped and all that kind of terrible stuff that yep. probably would have happened had mama. And I think if had she not intervened. Yeah. Or if mama was not a woman. Yeah, that's true. And it was, and it was a guy like Papa. Papa. <laughs> I don't know. You know? And yeah, because I, I feel like at that point he would have been like, no, she's mine first. And, I'll give you the scrap sort of thing. But. Like Rebel Moon. Yeah. Yeah. But that's interesting too, based on how Mama has like, you know, essentially this plan that she thinks is going to go well at the end, but it obviously doesn't because she's like, this is, there's a, a bomb uh, or, or like a remote detonator that's literally attached to my wrist and detects my heartbeat. So as soon as I stop beating... In theory, it's Top like, 54 sure. Is blow. It's like, yeah, no, no, I, I, I get that. But 
that's like that's like a it's like a weird fail safe plan. You you know you're talking the top fifty floors of a two hundred story building, but then if those top floors go, it's possible that all of them go. And obviously she doesn't really care about them, so it's like, what does she care if she's dead? Yeah, it's a it's a lot. It's a, like a last. But it's 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 it's. <laughs> I'm not gonna say it's funny, but it, it's it's so interesting how Dred's like, I'll take those odds, and then shoots her again on the on the right side. Yep, she falls down, and then he's like, "Let's see, like the well, I forget what he says. He says like, let's see how." Oh, he's basically like how, uh, how, how that re- like responds to two hundred floors down. Or, yeah, like something kilometers to see if he can reach through all that concrete. He's basically testing the range. Yeah, and then makes her take a hit of the slow-mo and then yep. throws her through a window and she falls and dies. And what what did you, what did you think about the slow-mo in, the, in this movie? This is too much slow-mo. Listen, it was less slow-mo than Rebel Moon. I don't believe that. Yeah, I, was only, I think they only slow-moed six times in this movie because they, they, they only did it with the drug. It was in the in the car chase, then in the bath scene because she was high, and then at least like, yeah, maybe six, yeah. But man, it maybe, maybe five. It felt way not long, sixteen or twenty times. Like yeah, but moves. yeah, but those sixteen twenty times range from two three seconds to like six or seven. These slow mo scenes in this movie were like ten fifteen seconds every single one, especially the end. They throw it out. I'm just like, oh, Jesus Christ. You just watch her die. It's like great. We know what's happening. Yeah. Listen, I'm not saying that it they they could have dialed it back a little bit, but but it, it once it made sense, like oh, it's because of the slow mo drug. It's like oh, okay. Well, I mean, that's pretty cool. Yeah, like they weren't slow moing anything that Dredd or Anderson were doing, right? So yeah, it was only with uh, scenes that involved slow mo the yep. drug, the drug, but. You know, it's it's kind of it's just an easy story to tell. Just simple. Yeah, I mean, it was very, quick very to simple. the point. Yeah, you know, and I really do wish that they had a sequel, but they didn't. For some for some reason, which I'd like to investigate, and just kind of see why it didn't happen. But um, apparently, uh, according to this. Article from October 10th, 2023. Oh, wow. Yeah, so not too long ago. Rebellion CEO explains why Dread's sequel progress is slow, 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 but promises we're making progress. So uh, Jason Kingsley explained why it's taking so slow. He's been working for years and trying to find the right business partner. They've had conversations with, with big players they're still ongoing, but it's the terms that we're being asked for we can't support. They're not how we want to work, which, you know, I have to say that's the one part about Hollywood that I don't like and I hate. The one part? One of the parts. There we go. You know. Yeah. It's that. It's like that. Like, yeah. It, Play it, our game our way. It, well, it's just like, like, you know, if someone came to me and was like, hey, I want to make this movie. Okay, cool. If I if I think that it's going to do well, and I think the one thing that I really care about the most as a company is, will this make me money? But then they they don't. A lot of people in Hollywood don't think that way. They just they just think, what can I do to this movie as well? Like these are my terms, and it's like, yeah. But if we did that, it's like we could do this two ways. Let's release two cuts. We'll release my cut, and we'll release your cut. If your cut doesn't make any money. Or if my, I'd say maybe if my cut makes more money than yours, then I get something else in return. If only, right? You know, and I, and I get that's why you know you know there are director's cuts and stuff like that, which you know it, it kind of sucks that there's always someone trying to manhandle something that it, it's like just don't tamper or meddle with everything. I'm of the belief that if. Party A hires Party B to, you know, do anything, whether it's write a movie, write a book, you know, do whatever about whatever. It is 
there should only be their version because you hired them to do that story for that reason. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the only caveat I'd say by saying, well, I want to add this. It's like maybe saying, hey, I have an idea. See what you think. And maybe maybe it could make the film or story or whatever a little bit better or add something to it. And again, that's just something that I feel like at the end, the director, you know, screenplay writer should still have final say at that point. Like, yeah, this, you know, your ideas, it's cool, but it doesn't really fit. Like, you know, it, it, why write it into the, into the story if it's going to hurt it? Yeah. Which happens to way too many films in like the last, I don't know. I'd say like five, five years, probably. Six years. Maybe, yeah. Maybe a little bit longer than that. Yeah, maybe. Wait, what year are we in? 24. Last like seven years. Yeah. Maybe seven, six to seven years. 2017 was when, I would say it all started to go downhill. Yeah. But. He says, uh, we're getting there. We're making progress. He wants to get more of it done. He wants to, he wants to do cool stuff, but there's nothing to announce yet. So, you know, and one of the things he elaborates later on about the potential sequel is one of the things I think sometimes the general public doesn't understand is how much work goes behind the scenes how many false starts and how many hours you spend negotiating with somebody only to reach a point where you actually can't conclude a deal. Yeah. And that's, it's just wasted time. It happens all Energy, time. emotion. All you know? time. Oh yeah. It sucks. He says, um, you can't agree because it just wouldn't work for the legacy. That is the archive of material we've got. We're not going to sell Judge Dredd to people basically and people want to buy it. That's what it comes down to. I'm afraid that won't work for us. No, we're the guardians of this IP. There we go. I, I appreciate that. I understand now why we don't have a sequel. I'm okay with it. And you know what should have been They're guarded? Protecting their you know what else should have been guarded? What? What? Star Wars. Yeah, that's true. George should have never sold it. I would Listen, I would never have cared if George was like, no, this, I'm taking this to the grave. It, okay. Okay. That that Fine. I would have been totally okay with yeah. with nothing uh, of the movies and, and shows not existing. That's that's good. I support that. Yeah, because at the same time, like look like look at all the other franchises that could essentially abide by that same principle. And look how much look look at all the like look at the amount of divide that we have right now or the arguing and the complaining, the ranting, a lot of that wouldn't exist. Some might still, obviously. I think so. But but again, you'd you'd probably see a lot of There wouldn't be as much because there'd be less to forcefully argue about. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it'd be like but it would be one thing of saying, hey, we want to make movies after these books which they should have done with to begin with. But anyway um, so I think the other thing too, that was an issue. Let's see here. It says that, uh, the dread film grossed only 13.4 million at the domestic box office and another 28 million for a global gross of 41.4 million when it, this, that's not right. When it premiered back in the article says 2021, that's a typo. 2012. 2012. So it made forty million dollars. What was the budget? Made forty one point four, but the but the uh, it says the production budget was forty five. Yikes! Not counting marketing too. Yeah, and then it says however the film would find an audience as its DVD and yep. Blu-ray sales nearly raked in half as much as the overall box office. Oh wow! And dude, and then this has been said before. Matt Damon was the one who talked about it, that. It was on, like it's getting a second p- paycheck. Yeah, well, he the DVD it was, sales. Yeah, it was when he was going on the Hot Wings or whatever it is. Yep, uh, I remember. And like, yeah, I mean, but uh, but that helps everyone out though. It helps this. It helps the everyone involved in the entire. Well, film. that's why they there was such a big thing for the strike this this past year. Yeah, was there? They don't have that anymore. It's now gone to streaming. So. So it says. Fight for that yeah. So the DVD sales raked in 11.7 million while it's domestic Blu-rays 
brought in another 10.1. So basically, you know, it was almost, almost an extra 22 million. Wow. So it's like looking at that, that equation, it was profitable, but now I understand, like I understand the, the risk involved with saying, Hey, look, a lot of people don't buy physical DVDs anymore. Some do, but a lot of it is, is all, you know, digital where you're buying it digital. Yeah. So I don't know, you know, how that process is of if I buy, you know, let's say dread two comes out and I buy it as soon as it comes out on, you know, to on digital for 20 bucks, how much of that goes to, you know, the, the people who made the movie. No. To, to mm-hmm. how much of that is going to Carl Carl Urban? You know, don't know. So, what a time to to have been alive on, uh, you know, and raked in those DVD sales. <sighs> I know. Uh, yeah. There's really not much else that kind of just says uh, where where they're at. You know, a couple things from the producer. Overall, it just sounds like it's dead in the water just because yeah, rightfully dead in the water because the people won't. They're not sellouts. That's all. Yeah. I mean, they've got the rights to do it. So it's it's just, you know, working on, on a decent script and then trying to pitch it to someone. So, and, and again, that's sort of like a, who is going to take that risk? Is it going to be, you know, Netflix? Is it, it going to be, you know, Netflix or Apple, they got hordes of money. Use it. Uh, yeah, I, I to be honest, I mean, because we just literally watched Dread on Netflix. On Netflix right? So, you know, I feel like at that point, it could be good for them. I'd say, you know, they always cancel all their original stuff. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, the other the other thing why I think people would go to see it again is probably because of Carl Urban. Yeah. And you know how his increased popularity has come from the boys, so that could be that really could be something. I mean, obviously, like I I wanted to see Dread for for multiple reasons because of the movie with Sly in it, and then because he's Aomir from the the trilogy of Lord of the Rings. Mm, yep. But well. Um, I really hope we get it, but if we don't, I'll understand why and I'll be okay with it. Yeah. It's, and and it's, it's a a little bit of a tough pill to swallow only because like you want it, but it's like at the end of the day, you want to protect what is, is valuable and, and sacred to the IP that you've, that you have the rights to and that you, you know, created. So it's, it's pretty interesting, but, um, what uh what would you give? What would you give this movie here? You know, man, so didn't watch the trailer for it, went in completely blind. Um I'm gonna give this movie like an eighty nine. Okay. Eighty nine, maybe maybe a ninety. Um, I mean it's quick, it's it's to the point, it does everything it needs to do, it tells you exactly what's happening. Um my one gripe is that it's just, I mean, not that it needs to be longer, but it would it would have been nice to have anywhere from 20 to 30 minutes extra to dive a little bit more into, you know, what makes, you know, what that causes with Dread, but also to kind of see what happens with Anderson because there's not much alluded to the fact that there's mutants in the world now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, only that I believe that they're affected by radiation, I would assume based on her origin story, but um, yeah, no man, I'll give it like an 89, 90 kick-ass movie, just action quick. And it feels, I I know I said it a bunch when we were watching it, but it feels like we're watching like a nineties, you know, two thousands action movie, the way it's shot, the dialogue, you know, the music is kick-ass too. Yeah. Um, But but yeah, I'd give it, give it about 89, 90. What about you? Uh, that is a little higher than I was going to. Interesting. Yeah. What do you give it? Uh, I was going to give it about an 85. 85, huh? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Only because watching it again, obviously, I think there's just, 
some things missing from the film. Mm. You know, I, I wouldn't have minded if it was a two hour movie because, oh, yeah. because I, I, I enjoyed the 95 minutes of this film, but it, it left me with wanting more. And, and now because we know that we're not getting a sequel anytime soon, it's sort of like, well, now I'm little, even more, little let's say frustrated but just a little butthurt it's yeah I'm a, I'm a bummed out you know yeah well now but, now we have that it's possible though look i, I won't say it's completely completely dead but here's the thing one movie you're, you're telling me there's a chance listen if the snyder cut came <laughs> came reared its head from the grave that's true we'll see a dread too you Re- know what release I mean? the dread two cut movie yeah I mean, hey, listen, if uh, you guys are listening and you guys need someone to help with that Dread 2 movie, let me know. Let us know. You know, we'd love to help out in any way. I would totally done. I'm done. Help, um, help out. I mean, yeah, if I if if I think about that, I mean, the rating goes down. But if I'm just taking with what we got, yeah, I mean, it's definitely not enough. But it was good. It was a kick-ass little movie. Yeah. I mean, I don't think, you know, for the deliverance of the acting involved, which isn't a ton of, but, but I still think the way, you know, cause you know, Carl Urban has to act a certain way with the harsh judgment and just the criticalness of the matter at hand. And then how someone like Anderson, who is scared, just uncertain of herself has these powers and then literally gets thrown into the lion's den on the first day of her job. Yep. After he says, you know, one in five, you know, people don't make it out uh, after their first day. And she did. So she doesn't meet that. that She's the one. Well, well, she's the one in five that make it out alive. Yeah. No, I think he said, did he say one, one of five don't make it out? I thought he said one of five don't make it out. Maybe, maybe then. Then she's one of the four. Yeah. Woo. Go Anderson. She she beat she beat the statistic. That's all that matters. Yeah. And, and but you see over the course of a short movie too, which I think it, you know it says to the the plot and and to the quick character arc of her. Well, because she goes from not being ready, yeah, to being ready. I mean, you literally hear. Urban say it twice. You look ready. You don't look ready. Now you look ready. You know? Yep. So it's, I mean, she's hesitant to pull the trigger and then she starts pulling the trigger. Starts, you know, freaking, you know, Juno chopping people. Kicking ass, dude. You know, spin, spin kicking dudes in the face. You're like, you know, so she pulls it together. Uh, rather, rather well, I, I, I have to say, um, you know, it was, it was, cool to see her progression through a short film. But again, that's sort of like when she gives dread the badge and just starts kind of like walking away and he just kind of looks at her, you know, looks down at the badge and just looks at her. And then his superior officer comes up to him and says, when there's a 1024, I figured I'd to come check it out myself. And <laughs> it's like, the gangs were uncooperative. Mm-hmm. And then she says, so was Anderson a pass or a fail? Pass. She's like, yeah, see, I knew it. She's getting like checked out by medical and she's like, the, get the off me. Yeah, she's like, I don't want to get checked out by medical. And just then. walks off with a machine gun, mind you. Put that away, will you? <laughs> it's hers now. She, she <laughs> won it fair and square. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, she has no idea that she just passed. Yeah. And and that's when I always wanted to, and thought we would get it. We're going to get a sequel maybe a couple of years later down the line. R.I.P. Of Carl Urban reprising his role as Dread, and then Anderson is now like his like Padawan. Yeah, <laughs> is his sidekick, his Robin. Yeah, you know. So, and obviously, I understand that the setting kind of makes it a little bit difficult to. It's like, okay, there's gangs in this walled-in city, but now what do you do? Maybe maybe there are forces outside the wall 
that get in and start breaking havoc and that'd be cool you know that'd be different you need to exact justice, justice upon them upon them yeah there's your sequel let's get it and the, the cool thing is like they know all about like i know who you are i know the dreads it's like well we don't know who you are but you're in my city and you will abide by the law you know something like that do like, it simple too. Boom, kingsley like there's your there's your premise let's go there let's, it is let's start let's let's call up netflix we got this or apple yeah the, the monies the monies the, the trillions seriously jesus <laughs> um but yeah, no, I, I like that. It was uh, it was it was a good watch. It was it was fun to to go back and and re- revisit it. So I'm not even gonna bother looking at what other uh, people looked and rated rated it, especially not Rotten Tomatoes because the Judge man, awesome. Uh, I will say, was it film? Uh, Cinema Score gave it a B. That's not bad. No, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I give it like a B plus. Yeah, but it was, so it was good. I would definitely recommend people watching it. You know, it's quick. Yeah, it's not as um, it's not super in depth or anything. It's like not that, corny. You know, no, like I, I a, like that. It's like not. an eighties action movie would be, or maybe some, most nineties movies. But this is just quick, kick ass little. Little little flick, yeah, straight to the point. That's that's how you know how it needs to be. How it needs to be, yes, exactly. So, but anyway, uh, yeah, if you haven't seen it, go see it. And that's about it for me. I think that's it. Um, you know, stay tuned for the next few we're doing. We got some good ones coming up. Yes, um, indeed. You know, uh, definitely hit up. I was almost said hit us up on Twitter, but uh, it's X. Um, as we're now, we, we've recovered said password to Twitter and now we are active on there. So hit us up. Yes. Uh, let us know what movies you want us to see, I guess, or, you know, talk <laughs> if you want. That's, that's cool too. I mean, yeah, go for it. Whatever. If you think that you can handle <laughs> the powers of our mind, then by all means do it. Yeah. <laughs> Just, you know, bring your wit. But prepare to be judged. Prepare to be judged. <laughs> uh, yeah, you, you know you can find us on on Twitter or X, however you want to call it. It, it is at Plot Strikes Back. So no the, just at Plot Strikes Back. So, but yes, yeah, stay tuned for other cool movies, and uh, and yeah, we'll, we will catch you on the next episode of. The plot, the plot. Strikes, 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 strikes.